The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Greg Knowlton, and I am representing one half of the panel discussion today alongside... Matt Johnson. We decided to switch things up a little bit. Yes, it is still just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. I'm sorry. Just the two of us. <laughs> I love Chris us. Chris and die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Chris is still off, um, you know... <laughs> Doing adult things. He doesn't have time for comic books at the moment, but we're hoping he'll be back soon. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll, we're saving some special some special book readings for him. Um, I know he has a, there's a bunch of stuff that came out that he's excited to check out. So I have a book saved for him, actually. Cosmic Ghostwriter kills the DC hit, or hit DC. Whoa, I was like, I want to read that one. I jumped. <laughs> the Marvel history. Um <laughs> So we've got that, but today's episode is going to be a special one, um, but before we hop into that, we're going to talk news because there's a lot of it. We had the biggest news this week that us as comic book fans have wanted to wanted to fully acknowledge, because it's been like, it's been discussed for so long. Oh yeah. I, and it almost, I was like, I was almost like, meh. When I heard it, I'm like, okay, I knew this was coming. You know, if I would have woke up one morning, like, Bam! Yeah, Marvel, Marvel, to, you know DC or Disney buys Twenty First Century Fox. I would have been, uh, whoa, you know, I would have been yeah. excited as waking up and finding out there's an Endgame trailer. Yeah, um, so to speak. But yeah, the, it officially went through Wednesday, this past Wednesday, at midnight. I think. So. I think midnight. Uh, officially, Marvel owns. Uh, Marvel owns the Fantastic Four. X-Men. Um, Silver Surfer's back. Silver Surfer. Uh, I think they get Alpha Flight back as well. What? <laughs> which is a cool little side uh, side thing. Uh, but Disney as a whole gets a bunch of properties, which, oh, yeah. is, which is big. And I was looking at like, Disney got, he has like Avatar and... Simpsons. Yeah. It's crazy stupid big. But I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Was Namor part of that deal or did Marvel already Namor is universal. He's universal. He's like... Uh, I think they got him. They have him back, though. Okay. They do. I know there's um, a couple random names that are just, like, out there. He was universal, like like the Hulk is, right. technically. But, uh, yeah, I know. Like, they wanted to do something with Namor years ago, and they just could not get anything yeah. going. But probably for the best, and I'm sure Namor will be joining the MCU very, oh, very yeah. soon, which I'm I think it's around about. the time he's needed, personally. Yeah. You're going to need another major, and especially classic character like that, too. He, and you could probably retcon so much stuff. And he needs to be... Uh, he's the perfect character right now because he's something different. He's that character that needs to come in and take, like, a villain role and then make the, the baby face turn. You know, that's 100% where I see him right now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he, he's done battle. Like, he's, he hasn't gotten along with the Fantastic Four with Black mm-hmm. Panther. Uh, I think there was a story where Atlantis and, and Wakanda were at war. Yep. Which would be awesome. Um, that would be really cool. That would be a... Maybe that's when they bring him in. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's Black a cool, Panther 3. Black Panther 3. Um, I still want Savage Land and Black Panther 2. Just I saying. I think so too. That's but, 
Just a really good time, man. Really good time yeah. to be a comic book fan. We say it a lot on the show, but we're... I don't even know if us saying it as much as we do does it justice. It's, no, it's no, no. crazy. It's so cool, and it's it influences everything. Think about, like, I just went to the, the mall, what was it, Tuesday, and in a line, you've got, like, box lunch, superhero stuff, everywhere you can look. Then you've got Think Geek, superhero stuff, everywhere you can look, Hot Topic, you know, all of them. Uh, there's another one I'm forgetting. FYE. Just filled with comic book stuff. Yeah. I remember there was a time when I had to find everything online. Or there was the Warner Brothers store for a little bit. For a brief, brief amount of time. That what was that at? That was in the Galleria Mall when they still had like the Looney Tunes Oh my scene. god, I forgot about that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, forever ago. But... So, that, you know, there was some stuff, but not nearly as, like, rich as it used to be able to be. Like, I couldn't find anything Green Lantern. I, right, yeah. I just bought a Green Lantern statue because I could. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's gorgeous on the desk. Um, but... Yeah, so, but it is a great time. But then, yeah, thinking about what other properties. we got Deadpool back in the fold as well. Deadpool's back in the fold. I don't... I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, there's a um, lot that was canceled. X-Force was canceled. It was officially. It was okay. officially canceled. Uh, it looks like Dark Phoenix, unfortunately, is still a go. <laughs> oh. And New Mutants is talked to just go straight to a streaming service. So it might just go right onto Hulu and uh, not really get a theatrical release, which at this point, with all the issues, like I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not too... Like, the cast is cool. The, the group of villain or villains heroes that are in there like cannonball i'm a big fan of um wolfsbane magic like i like all those characters but uh, i'd rather just see them be used right and like the mcu I, I would love to see if anything like magic show up in doctor strange that would be cool i think that'd be a good place for her man so much possibilities Oh yeah, that's the. It's just with mutants. Like mutants don't have to be in an X Men movie. No, I mean they can be in their own spin. There's so many major characters that can all be in their own spin off series. And we talked about it too in our End Game, you know, past Phase Four discussions. Seriously, you know, about the mileage they can get out yeah. of the X Men property and yeah, the Fantastic just, Four one. Yeah, and they it, can just be in other people's movies. Like a lot, so many of these characters can just show up. Like I would love for them to do what I've seen in the comics and. Like I know Chris Evans has done, but it would have been so cool to do like a, a an X Men or a, a Captain America flashback and have him like working with Logan. Like Wolverine. they've done that in the books. Like, did so. you know that they tried to do that in the, for the first Captain America movie too? Oh, that would have been so. They cool. tried to get Hugh Jackman, uh, but Fox wouldn't let him do it. That would have been so cool. Like that would have been huge. Fox yeah. made so many bad, piss poor decisions with. But we're in good shape now, and it, and on the other end, like Sony is still Sony. Yeah, but it does seem to me they're more willing to work. I and think so. I feel like this Fox deal is going to be like, it at this point, like I don't think they're going to give it up, but I think they're going to be like, all right, you have everything else. Like I guess we'll play. Like, like they're trying to play kickball, and the other team's like, no, the twelve of us want to stay together. Right. So unless you want to <laughs> split up and all play, like we're. We don't want to play with you guys. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll mix up teams. Like, that's where Sony's stuck. <laughs> they are. They, yeah, they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to because, I mean, yeah, Spider Man has a great expanded universe. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what we talked about on the show, was it last? No, two weeks ago when I was here. Um, that he, you know, he has one of the best. Oh, yeah, Rogues Galleries. Rogues Galleries. 
Ah, oh, but you're only gonna get so much mileage out of it. Like people want to see the interaction with the other yeah, characters at this point. They want to see the rogues gallery fight Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> they don't want to see them just fighting Jamokes. Like, cool. Sure, it'll be cool seeing them do some stuff with Venom. Yeah, but like, I also want to see Sp- Venom and Spider Man. Like, I want to see that stuff. So, if you, t- yeah, you can only take those characters away from Spider Man for so long. Like, could you imagine if DC had control, like all of Batman's rogues just did stuff in Gotham? Which I guess they're doing Gotham TV show. Yeah. But they still have to have Bruce Wayne involved. Like, could you imagine if just, like, there was never even a possibility of Batman it being It wouldn't there. be the same. It would suck. It would be terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It so. would bum me out. Like, one of the reasons I even, like, hold on to Gotham a little bit, their, their Bane recently kind of killed it for me, but um, is because it's like, okay, let's see what they do with this Batman. Let's see what they do with this Batman. And it's exciting to see where he goes. And without him, it's like, eh, this is kind of cool, but... You know. Eh. <laughs> hey, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, it's just a cool time. Uh, Endgame comes out in what? Few... We're f- five and a half weeks out. Oh, man. Oh, I was totally going to wear my Infinity Gauntlet for no reason tonight. Um, <laughs> 100% going to wear it. But I feel like there needs to be a special occasion to bring it back. I don't know. I don't know. Once tickets finally go on sale, maybe. Dude, this is driving me nuts. They're going to go on sale like April 2nd is the rumor. So I'll be sitting on my phone waiting. But April 2nd is the rumor. But that literally gives them 25 days. But like. They're going to sell out no matter what. Yeah, but that's the point. Like, they don't need to. Like, and, and I was reading, like, we talked about the one day how it's like kind of self promotion. Oh yeah, they don't need to hype this up. They're they they're like we know we can just give you guys tastes and we're gonna sell it. (laughs) And it comes back to the dang Russo brothers because I literally read an article that said, "Eh, we know you guys are gonna be excited. We use whatever footage we can, even if it's not gonna make it in the final movie to make these trailers. So these trailers are what a minute and a half long. And the last one was two minutes twenty something seconds, I think, because I I I kind of remember, but. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up too. It drives me nuts. Like they could be completely misleading, and, and who knows? Like I there's... trust the Russo brothers less than politics. I think that's our first uh, t-shirt idea. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'd wear it. <laughs> I would totally wear that. Uh, like it's the literally the like yeah half that footage you saw. It's it's not in the movie, and the worst part is it totally could be in the movie, but we have that's. You're now we're like, oh, what are, what are you doing to us? Uh, like that Iron Man scene that of him and Nebula, they could have never that they could have just shot that and then changed their minds. Yeah. Like, so we have no idea what to trust, and it makes me more excited because in their mind too, they said, "You guys are going to this movie with no idea what to expect. How much more excited are you?" A hundred percent. I'm so excited to go watch a movie. I have no idea what's going to happen. I am too. And like my parent, my like my dad, because my dad's a big comic book fan. He got me. Why do I keep punching the laptop? Uh, my dad, you know, he got me into this whole comic book culture. Um, as a kid, you know, when I was a kid, just you know, threw everything my way and like encouraged, you know, reading comic books and stuff. And uh, but he's like, man, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see any trailers as it is. Uh, but I'm like, dad, it's it's okay with this one. Like you can see it. You, it's not, none of it's real. It's probably not real. It's. Think about the last time you saw a movie trailer and then went and saw the movie. You're like, oh, I remember that from the trailer. Oh, I remember that from the trailer. You watch like a Russo Brothers film, you're like, wait, that's not how that happened. <laughs> wait a minute. No, I know. And, you know, I was I rewatched the Infinity War trailer. 
Yeah, so the, the, the both of them, and the way things played out, you know, they, it was severely misleading, severely misleading. Um, but I do want to give it credit too because it actually still like gave me the chills watching. Oh it. yeah. Uh, the way it was presented, the way that they did it, but it was incredibly misleading. I still get the chills watching that movie. I watch, I watch like scenes of it sometimes. I won't even watch full, full, at like the whole thing in one sitting. Like my favorite scene in that whole movie, it's weird, but it was when Captain America showed up to save um, Vision and Scarlet. That was pretty cool. That like gave in the movie theater. I like audibly went, <gasps> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and when did was, you go? Did you go opening night? I did. I went twice. You went twice on opening night? I went... No, opening night and then the next day we oh. with my wife. Because opening night was like one of the coolest experiences. I went the opening day, so not night, opening day. Oh. The following morning. Opening night was insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Insane. And that was one of the coolest movie experiences I've ever had. Uh, when I lived in Rochester, we went to go see like, the, the, the last Harry Potter movie came out. And it was... I mean, that was interesting. That was my first taste of it. But, like, Avengers was... Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They did, like, the butterbeer and the robes for the Harry Potter. They did. They went crazy. Some dude walked in with a lightsaber. It was the funniest. It's like, oh, wrong movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but for, like, you know, they're clapping. Every time a, a hero, yeah. you know, shows up on screen, they start clapping and stuff. And I'm like, I love this energy. I'm I'm pumped. <laughs> I am, too. I can't wait. I am, too. To have the whole crew and just go nuts. We're getting a text. Yeah. Maybe it's um, me. But yeah, so this episode, is there any other news? I feel like there was something small that I'm forgetting about. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, man. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I don't think we missed. There's possibilities of Blade moving forward, but that's like a yeah, that's been going. That's been going on for a few well, years now. We got some teases of Morbius, nothing crazy. Um, oh, there was a reveal from Morbius, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, the possibility of who Matt Smith was playing, and I can't think of who it is, but he'll be playing... Blood... Oh, what is his name now? He'll be playing one of the other main vampires. Um, I'm on... It's not Bloodshot, because that's a, that's a Valiant comics, or not Valiant. Uh, that's, that's the movie that... What's-his-face is doing? Um, Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, suit, a comic book movie, but that's not the right one. I forget what it is. But he's going to be playing um, a, another doctor who acquires vampirism. If you know Matt Smith from Doctor Who fame, I'm actually super pumped for that. I, I that's a cool... Great. I like that. I do like that. I do like that. He's a very... like He's very good at what he does. He had a very brief role in the new Terminator. Um, he's rumored to be in Star Wars, but he keeps denying it as a Knight of Ren. But he's like, eh, nope, nope. No. So he might be something else. But <laughs> everyone keeps saying, no, he's in this movie. And he keeps telling me, no, I'm not. So I'm curious. Um, but there's that. And other than that, there's not much. I think that's, I think that's just about it for news. Um, well, let's, I guess we can get into the main topic. Um, we're a little early. We're a little ahead of ourselves. Last week I thought we were gonna be late um but i guess we're gonna end up being a little early and i'm okay with it me too i'm okay with it you know what this say it was a fun one um looking up this character because i i never i knew of him and yeah. for those who don't uh, you know didn't listen last week shame on you uh <laughs> this week's episode is gonna be like our shazam special the other captain the other captain marvel yes um and you know, we want we def- obviously want to do it. We're trying to do do better with with uh, movie releases and and, and whatnot and, and staying on top of things. But 
uh, I did a lot of research on Shazam, and I never like I, I've seen him. I've seen him in Injustice, and mm-hmm. I I knew of him, and I was like, who is this ripoff Superman guy? Because I mean, that's the first vibe you get. Oh, you yeah. see a guy in like a, you know, tights and a cape, automatically. Superman is the first impression you get. And that was intentional a little bit, for sure. Like, he didn't even start off as a DC property. No. Um, the one, one of the books, his first appearance was in Wiz Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was December 1939, and I'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, but he was eventually, he's interesting, like, his history is really cool. Yeah. And very under, underrated, underappreciated. Um. <clears throat> You know, but he obviously couldn't use, you know, started off as Captain Marvel mm-hmm. um, and eventually couldn't use that name because I think, I forgot the way I read it, but I think Marvel bought the name rights to they the character, the, but obviously they still had the physical. And then Marvel had to make Captain Marvel books to hold on to the name, which is every so so many years. Yes, man. yes. Um, so uh, he, he, he's, it's, it's been a really weird and crazy history but i think he's uh very underappreciated one thing i did learn about shazam is that in the 1940s he out his comics outsold superman really that's cool uh i don't know i, I didn't hear what the margin was but uh yeah shazam was the most popular comic book character of that uh of that 1940s era you know which featured you know the likes of captain america and and, and Batman and, and those like that. Like, he outsold one of the greatest heroes of all time, which is a, a cool little tidbit that I didn't know. I'm sure most of the listeners didn't know or would never even expect um, that that was possible. But his his origin story is cool. And I, I, I'm not going to delve too deep in it because it is part of one of my readings. Yeah. Um, and it's varied over the years. Yep. But um, Do you know where Shazam comes from? Like, the, the word? Is it in your uh, book at all? Yes. Okay. Cool. It did the the spell like the acronym. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yes. Cool. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. And that caught my eye too. I had no idea about mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's this, and that's where the name came from. It was like, all right, we're just going to take this phrase, and that's going to be a superhero name, which is still pretty cool, even though I think of Kazam. Right. <laughs> that great Shaq movie. Oh yeah. It. There was somebody running a joke too because there was that. Everyone thought. Oh, Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam, like in the 90s. Yes, the genie movie. I can picture the cover, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> somebody somebody said that they, they should have just went with that. Like, just troll everybody with the release of that. Or this was his opportunity to, to make fun of that Mandela effect uh, oh. thing. But, what I mean, looking into a story. Um, oh, Christ, what's his name? Billy Batson. Billy Batson, that's right. Um what a cool concept for a character. And it's actually like reading it, mm-hmm. it was like super relatable in the sense oh my lord. Uh, <laughs> in the sense that here's a kid, mm-hmm. a young kid. Yep. You know. And he's living a normal life. Living a normal life. And you know, all this this stuff happens. I and mean, like I said, we're gonna delve more deep deeper into it, but uh, I mean, yeah, Spider-Man started when he was like 15 years yep. old. Robin. Yes. Uh, another great, yeah, that's another great example. But this, I think this is why I liked, I love Spider-Man so much. I love Robin so much. And I actually have, after doing this episode, doing the research, uh, reading up on him, all the homework, the two, the two books I read today, I have a much deeper appreciation for Shazam. 
And from the trailers that I've seen, it seems they're actually doing really good and staying true to this oh, origin yeah. story. Especially the newer origin story um, with like the foster families and stuff. Like, 100%. And he is... It, I love... I love Billy Batson. Like, the whole reason he's picked is because he's, like, pure of heart. And he's that typical pure of heart kid. But then you take this kid where you didn't with Spider-Man and Robin and stick him into an adult body. With the power of Superman, essentially. Who actually could rival Superman. Because if you don't know, Superman isn't just um, immune. Or immune. The opposite. Weak due to magic. He's vulnerable to kryptonite. He's vulnerable <laughs> to magic. Yeah. I'm all tongue-tied this week. I'm doing what you did last week. Oh, I was just um, really bad last week. He's, but he's vulnerable to magic. So Shazam is like the, the 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 counter to Superman, which is cool. So now you take this kid and give him all of this power. Like, talk about great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. And like the trailer, the, when the first trailer was released and like it, like I said, I didn't know Shazam very well. I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of silly. I wasn't Like, crazy silly in a bad way. Yeah. And then, closer we're getting more trailers released, I'm like, this looks really good. Yeah. And this could be one of DC's better movies in the recent years. For me, it was just Zachary Levi. I wasn't crazy about him, but I th- it's growing on me. I, there was other people I could have pictured in that role. He's really good at playing a 15-year-old in a man's body. Yeah. I just wanted someone with more of a commanding look. Like right. when I Zachary Levi to me would be like the perfect like plastic man or something. I could, when his face with yeah. his facial features, yeah, I one hundred percent can see that. Where like I was picturing someone more like square jawed and like like Henry Cavill, like or you know, someone along those lines. I've joked John Cena before, not really. I wouldn't be actually wouldn't like that. <laughs> but, but someone who who looks like a physical rival to Superman, which Zachary Levi, honestly though, looking at him has every all of that except for in the face. Yes. Um, but Physique-wise, he got in a great shape for this role. Really good. Really good. Yeah, facial-wise, he's got that boyish look. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is different. But, it, like, it, when it, the more I understood Shazam, I was like, this is funny. Like, the oh, scene yeah. where he's in the... In the... The, this, the grocery the, store. The grocery store. Can you point me in the direction of your finest beer, or please? <laughs> and... Thank you. I'm like, this is... Like, this is, this is gold. Yeah. Like, here's this, this, this kid character... Trying to fit in as an adult, and he sounds goofy and just—it's great. And like Freddie does that, like sidekick is perfect, and it's just how it is in the books. Like, and his character—I love the the opening line, like, "Oh, you're you're a foster kid with a disability. Oh, you gotta lighten up." Like, like it's hilarious. It's gonna be—I'm super excited to to see this. It, it definitely looks like I think it's gonna top everything they've done so far personally uh, and it all depends on how they pull off the villain but it's mark strong like let's be honest he was Wait, wasn't wasn't the rocks was like supposed to play he's black, black adam. adam and they're doing that's a what solo i'm saying black adam oh movie. is that what they're doing yeah i think they did it that nah, i don't like that i think it's smart to start with dr um savant savant i forget how to pronounce the name instead of black adam Cause that, like that's like going straight. For that's the a big one. one yeah. villain. that's that's fair. Um, that's fair. And instead, giving him another villain who's who's formidable for sure. But, right. But more on the the lower side of things. Um, and I like that they changed him a little bit. I can already tell you that he's got a little more power than he's supposed to. Right. 
Uh, but still, it, I'm getting Superman uh, General Zod vibes. Yes, from everything that I've seen. I, I see. The, my only issue is the second I saw that, I was like, "Why wasn't he Lex Luthor, man?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely. Yeah, I got that too. And this is his, if I'm not mistaken, his second role as a DC villain, because he was Sinestro before this. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. He killed it as Sinestro. I won't take that away from him. As much bad as that movie was, he was a solid Sinestro. He was actually pretty solid. I will give him that. And, um, yeah. Got anything else for No, we can hop in. I know we're talking a lot today. No, I'm okay with that. We got time to fill. All right. So, uh, we're going to get into our first reading. And what I have decided to read for my older style book is Wiz Comics issue number two. And this was the the debut of... Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, however you want to look at it, it's it's actually really. I mean, it's it's a really cool story. Um, so I'll start off. So we have Billy Batson. I forgot his name for a second. He's in the subway selling papers, and he offers a newspaper to a guy. In a, tr- in a trench coat, pretty shady looking. And um, the guy goes, you know, why aren't you home in bed, son? And, and Billy goes, I have no home, sir. I sleep in the subway station. It's warm there. And he just goes, follow me. And like, and, and he follows. And all I can think of is this would not, <laughs> this would not go over so well in the year 2019. But uh, here in 1939, December 1939 to be specific, uh, Billy Batson falls <laughs> willfully, and they go on this weird-looking train thing, and it goes to like, goes to like the center of the earth, something, something like that, deep in the earth. And they walk by some some cool stuff. It's an ancient underground hall carved out of solid rock. Um, seven deadly enemies of man, and it's like these different statues, like pride, envy, greed, the sins, hatred, selfishness, laziness. And injustice, which is pretty cool. And he walks up to this old, uh, older gentleman in a white, decked out in all white, sitting in a white chair. And uh, the guy goes, "Welcome, Billy Bats." And he goes, "How do you know my name?" And like the, the art here is so like. We'll get into that with the review, but it's it's so like. Lax. Oh yeah. It's not detailed. Like it's very Sunday morning comic. One hundred percent. That yeah. Um, I'm totally opposite from my <laughs> Are you really? Oh, yeah. Uh, he goes, I know everything. I am Shazam. And uh, Lightning Bolt crashes. So, um, and you see in the background, and this is, like, this caught my eye. I had no idea what this meant. But um, it spells out Shazam as, like, an acronym. And what Shazam stands for, uh, for those who don't know, and, well, if you do know, you're going to listen anyways, uh <laughs> Is um, S is for Solomon for wisdom, Hercules for strength, Atlas for stamina, Zeus for power, Achilles for courage, and Mercury for speed. Um, so he essentially Shazam has the power of all those um, legendary Greek gods. And they switched it for Mary Marvel, who was early Shazam family. There was Mary Marvel, and she was Selena, Hippolyta, Eridine. Zephyrus, Aurora, and Minerva. So it was just female god- goddesses. 
Oh, and they said, I love now. this. Like, that's it's so well thought out. Oh, yeah. So well thought out. Um, but the old the old man, he, you know, Shazam, he explains, you know, that he's been for, you know, 3,000 years and used all this to, you know, to, to battle the forces of evil. And, um, you know, he's he's examining some stuff. And, or he's, he's basically showing him his history, essentially. Uh, next page. So, let's see. He goes, all my life I have fought injustice and cruelty, but I am old now. My time is almost up. You shall be my successor. Merely by speaking my name, you can become the world's strongest and mightiest man in the world, Captain Marvel. Speak my name. And he goes, Shazam. And bam, he's tall. He's a grown man. And it's kind of like the, the older, the old, the, the original, well, Shazam uh, is essentially like his Zordon. <laughs> essentially, like that's kind of like the relationship. Yeah. Like he kind of like guides him a little bit for the first. Um, for the early days of Shazam. But he leaves and he returns to the subway, says Shazam, he's back to his kid form again. He's like, this all feels like, it all felt like a dream, which, I mean, that would be, that's pretty much uh, how I would feel it too. And he's back to selling papers and he sees uh, one of the papers saying, talking about a maniac scientist threatens U.S. radio system and demands $50 million. So he goes, and some some mobsters come up, ask for a paper, and he goes up to um, a gentleman by the name of Mister Morris, and he he says that uh, he's basically saying that he can catch the bag, stop the villains as long in uh, they're in Sky Tower, and uh, he says if if you catch him, you give him a radio a, a job a, a job on the radio as a radio announcer. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I get, you know, get out of here. Doesn't believe him at all. So he goes to the rooftop, yells Shazam, and uh, goes and stops this guy, this this uh, villain with the radio equipment. And uh, it was kind of it was kind of a cool scene. Yes, yes, Savannah, we will. He finally stops. And he goes, yes, Savannah, we will meet again. And when we do, you'll be behind prison walls or dead in punch in punches. <laughs> Um, so after he defeats him, he calls, uh, Mr. He calls the Mr. Morris guy to it and, um, he reverts to his kid form and, and Mr. Morris, he doesn't believe him at all, uh, obviously cause he's just a kid. And, uh, then Billy Batson's like, so you're going to honor our agreement, right? You're going to give me a, a, a radio job, right? And he goes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I have no choice. So, uh, and that was, uh, that was pretty much it. That was the end of the story. It was like, oh, it was just, it was really cool. Um, very cool origin story. And it might be, might be one of my favorite ones. It's cool that he, he hustled his way into a radio announcer yeah. gig at 15 years old, the way, the way it did. But, um, he goes, Billy Batson, radio reporter, boy, oh boy, here's where we go to town. Me and... Who else, son? Uh, nobody, sir. Just me and the microphone. And that's all, sir. Just me and Mike. It's so cool. Then um, there was a little bit more to the issue as well because there was uh, different characters. There was Ibis the Invincible, you know, which I mean, which is a cool. It's like action or detective yeah, comics I mean, which is, at the time. Which is how a lot of those comics were. I mean, we did the the 
Batman. We did Bucky. Actually. We did Bucky last week, and, and the one comic book he was, he was in, there was you know a handful of different other characters. So this was a. I mean, this was this was a cool little, a good sized story too. So I want to get to a review process. The artwork, uh, Sunday Comics, definitely was so. It wasn't incredibly detailed, but it it, it fit. It was just right for the time period. When I'd like to do art, you always got to you know examine the time period as well. Um, it goes hand in hand with the score. For 1939, 1940s, it was very, it was very simplistic, but it fit the nature. It made it it had that 1940s vibe, uh, which I did appreciate. So I'm gonna give an eight for that. Action. Uh, he you know he went to that uh, sky tower, took care of business. There wasn't a whole lot of action, but it was just enough, and. It was it was cool. I mean, he didn't. I don't think he really used his powers much besides strength. It was pretty simplistic in that manner. So I'm going to give that an eight. Action. You just said action. A story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need a nap. Uh, story. Really good story. And like I said just before we started rating this, one of my best or one of my f- favorite origin stories that I've read on the show. Oh yeah. Easily, easily. I'm going to give a ten to the story. Dialogue, easy to follow, uh, which is, I mean, we say that all the time, uh, but definitely had that 1940s vibe language to it, giving it a classic feel. I'm going to give the dialogue an 8. Rereadability, uh, easily. Easily would read that again. Decent sized story for a compilation of, of, of other stories. I'm going to give a 10 on that, giving it a 44 uh, out of 50. So... Really good. Really good for the very first appearance of Shazam and Wiz Comics number two, December 1939. I'm hopping in with, uh, I'm actually not doing a Shazam titled comic. I'm doing Kingdom Come number four from 1996. Uh, a little bit of a different story. And this actually, after doing some reading, is uh, right after. So after Captain Marvel, or after DC had lost the rights to Captain Marvel, the name, he was off you know, comics for a while. They didn't print any more of him. They hadn't done anything with him. This is his first appearance. It wasn't until 96, um, after that deal, that he showed back up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, my other book is from 95. Oh, so maybe it was right around then. then. Maybe it was, yeah, it would have been right around then. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. So it was right, <laughs> right around that, like, 95, 96, that he showed back up. Um, but yeah, so it starts with just this, like, vision of these two people fighting and then it cuts over to the reality of it. Um, and you see all of these heroes fighting each other. You've got let me look, um, Batman and like Hawkman. Uh, these two giant heroes fighting. Just all these people. And then in the foreground, it's Shazam and an old Superman slugging it out. He's got like the Mr. Fantastic hair Superman does. Um, and watching all of this is Spectre and his new host. Uh, and just talking about um, how... He's like, why are you letting this happen? Make it stop. And Spectre's like, I can't. It's got to happen. And there's this war going on. And Superman's actually talking to Shazam. Like, uh, snap out of it. Like, why are you doing this? So much is happening so fast. We have to work together. Like, what what are you doing? And you find out um, Shazam is actually, like, basically at the point of being, he's mind controlled by Lex Luthor. Um, while this is happening, they're actually setting up 
to vaporize the country that they're all living in. They're going to nuke the place that like all of these heroes are fighting each other. Uh, and it's just continued. Like every panel, there's just fighting. There's a giant man with a horse head choking Power Girl and punching her in the face. <laughs> there's um, like a shootout going on and like Spectre's watching all this. You've got um, this awesome panel of Batman with like I think that's Blue Beetle and Huntress and a bunch of other characters like coming in um, and it's just constant just fighting 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 and one car- or one hero gets a sword through his heart um, from the gladiator you've got gunslinger shooting at Batman and Batman just taking it to him he's wearing like a different set of armor uh, all the heroes are in like a like the Green Lanterns in like a full suit of armor with a sword, and oh, it's sick. it's really different. Um, then it goes back to Shazam and Superman are fighting, and he's like he's still calling him Marvel at this point. He doesn't call him Captain Marvel, just Marvel. Um, and all Shazam can say is Shazam. He can't say anything else. Like he's a Pokemon. Oh, he's just Shazam, Shazam, <laughs> and they're just fighting like this. Everything's exploding in old green arrow. It's really there's not a ton going on in this book. It's the the climax of all of this. Uh, um, Batman and Wonder Woman are fighting, and Wonder Woman's in this like sick like eagle outfit with wings. She looks really cool, um, and he's trying to show her, like like Batman's trying to talk her like Wonder Woman. Don't you see you're on the wrong side like. Like, they're coming to nuke us. We need to stop this right now. And then Batman and Wonder Woman, like, fly at the nuke carriers and start fighting. Um, Shazam and Superman still going. Shazam actually hits Superman so hard his eyes start bleeding. And, like, his nose is bleeding. And he's just beating the crud out of him. And Superman grabs Shazam's mouth and he turns back into, like, old Billy Batson. Because at this point he's an adult. Because this is supposed to be some times past. Um, and he looks up and sees a nuke is coming and Superman fries it with his, his x-ray vision and they're still all going back and forth. Um, and he, Superman grabs Billy and he's like, I can't stop the bomb. Like, um, but he goes, you like, you can, like you're human. You're, you're a superhuman and a human. Like you can do this. And Billy starts crying and like yells out Shazam. And then uh, Superman flies past him. And Billy actually flies past Superman, rips him down by the cape, and keeps going and actually catches the nuke. Yells out Shazam again and explodes the nuke in midair. And then it comes down like. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and um, the like everything around him is dead, and it's just Superman like kneeling in like the bodies of everybody and it's such a beautiful panel um and then, i hope you're giving that artwork a, a 12 i i will <laughs> don't you worry i will uh as superman goes nuts and like actually like lifts up i think it's just a building it looks like it's like the hall of justice uh and goes to like kill everybody essentially and specter actually like talks him down like the specter's host who's a priest i think in the beginning um, he says, make it as a man, like make it all right. And all of the heroes that are still alive, and it's the original group. It's Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Batman, Flash, and Superman, um, all standing together. And they talk about like, they're going to make things right and take their suits off. And, um, and 
everything's going to kind of go back to normal. And they work together to like rebuild everything. And Wonder Woman goes back to like being like Queen of the Mascara and you got all this stuff going on. Um, and Superman goes back to Clark being Clark Kent. And it cuts to like one year later and it's back to these. They showed it in the beginning. Uh, I think Superman's with Wonder Woman, it looks like. Um, but they're like in this diner and it's superhero diner. They showed it in the first issue too. And like, it's like all people dressed as like superheroes, like Martian Manhunter and Superman are like serving them. And I, I would go to this diner <laughs> and like, they've got like a green lantern mug that they're drinking out of. It's literally shaped like a lantern. Um, and they're just like, they're meeting with old friends and family. I think that's supposed to be Bruce Wayne and like a full, he's got like a suit now that helps him move. Um, and it, it ends as they walk out as they're talking about like let's dream about the future super cool such a cool book um so just for reference for the art it's alex ross yeah the, I, I could i could tell immediately by looking at it it reminded me book. of <laughs> we did a book too about the old heroes this is one of yes. our last project superhero yes yeah. and it looked just like that yeah and the, it's especially a the cover book uh, yeah, the, the, he did the cover for Project Superhero. I don't think he did the actual art. In, um, you can see because it's just the way that it's. Alex Ross is incredible, but and I, I had never realized he had done Kingdom Come. I hadn't read Kingdom Come until probably in the last couple months. Okay, um, and that's why I picked it for this. But man, to see a whole book done by him, yeah, I wish I could give it like a twelve. I totally <laughs> would. Uh, the art is easy. It's a ten. Um, action's easy too it's a 10 there's so much action in this book um, you don't really it's just a lot <laughs> story story on the other hand um, it is a little hard to follow like it's only four issues and, and they don't really explain too much like how Luther got Shazam to be the way he is um, and I, I really feel like I will personally say like this storyline could have been longer four issues for this like the story with this magnitude like this could have been like a 12 issue story and i would have been hooked um i'm only gonna give the story a six okay dialogue dialogue is great there's so much good dialogue in here um i couldn't even read it all especially like the the priest who's like watching it on as the specter is talking to him uh and shazam just has so many good lines just kidding because <laughs> he just says shazam um <laughs> But oh, the dialogue's great for this. I'm going to give the dialogue an 8. Okay. Uh, rereadability is a 10. I've already read this three times. And I, like I said, I just read it for the first time a couple months ago. And I, I've been rereading through this book a handful of times. It's just gorgeous. And it's just so well written. But it's so cool to see a story um, like fast forwarded. Fast forward. Like, so like the, the basic thing is like Superman had been retired because of like this other hero and because of Shazam. Uh, and now he's back and it's so cool just to see all these these like golden age superheroes is like old fighting crime it's really cool it's the same reason i love the dark knight returns um just really well done and it's 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 like i said it's classic it's jay garrick flash it's alan scott um green lantern so it's just a cool book yeah it's a readability it is a 10 beautiful we tied we tied our first first books tied 44 out of 50 for oh, so good this one yeah it's great that's great. Oh, they, yeah, that art is just too beautiful. Too beautiful. I would love to just have like 
a room full of like all the Alex Ross posters he's done. He's done so much art for so much. Like um, he did. I've done some research. He I think he he did all of the Rocketeer books. I think he he inked all of that. Like, okay. I, I think I know he didn't just do the covers for that. So which I it's one I've got to read. It's like an older one, but um, definitely just because of the art alone. And it's a little more. It's class. I forget who. I have to look that up. I don't remember what uh, comic book company Rocketeer was printed under, but it's a cool book. Okay. Yeah, dude, he, he's got some really cool stuff. I know uh, House of Fantasy in Niagara Falls. They have some of his posters displayed. I think that especially this one from Kingdom Come. Uh, they have it up too. I had a blanket that had his villain artwork. And his hero artwork on either side of it. And I had the hat for it, too, from Kingdom Come, and it was so good. I I just, I mean, I've always been into, like, comic book art, but I'm really getting into owning comic yeah. book-esque art. i got to show you the picture later. Um, it's a bit of a sneak peek for next uh, next week's episode, too, that I bought this past weekend at the toy at the. It was a toy Ooh. showcase. Dude, it's gorgeous. It's really cool. I was wrong. He did just do the covers for Rocketeer. Wrong. I think I think he did a couple books where he did it. But oh man, it's it's an IDW book, but it's gorgeous. Oh, that's cool. It's vintage. It's more like sci-fi style. Awesome, awesome. All right, going on to our second book, second round for all of us, both of us, all two of us, all two of us. March nineteen ninety-five, new comic book line for uh, Captain Marvel called the power of shazam and there's no real origin story to it which is uh which i like they just kind of went into it and went with it uh, i'm not sure when the previous line of of shazam comic books came out um 70s. oh like they discontinued them through the 80s i think so Let me, i'm gonna double check that now. yeah look that up um feel free to cut me off uh but it starts off with captain marvel he's flying around and saying um you know, boy, oh boy, there's nothing like the feel of the wind in your hair, cruising at mock speed. Forget your worries and pressures. Oh man, I'm going to be late for school. Uh, and a limo opens up uh, somewhere nearby, and it happens to be a gentleman by the name of Sinclair Batson, uh, who I looked up just recently, and it turns out he's his cousin. Uh, there's definitely a relationship there, a late relation there. Um, but he's looking to become mayor. I believe, uh, running for mayor, and some thugs at his his rally, his speech, uh, set off a bomb and endangers a lot of things. So Shazam, he he runs down. He first he saves Mr. Sinclair, uh, or all Sinclair Batson, um, and then he goes and he goes and saves the other civilians. They're like, hey, you know, I have workers in this building, and he he goes and saves them. Um, it, you know, standard heroic stuff. And he saved a couple people, uh, but he felt down. He, he said, um, you know, because somebody, somebody got trapped. Somebody got trapped, and there was nothing he could do about it. But uh, he felt down, but he was, you know, all the firefighters and stuff patronized him. And he was still, he was still down in the dumps. But uh, this Sinclair Batson, uh, his cousin gave him his business card, and Shazam flew away. Then it cuts off to a apartment complex where... Um, a guy who identifies himself as Uncle Uncle Dudley is looking for Billy. Um, apparently knows it. He looks kind of creepy too, but I think uh, 
I think he's one of the good guys, honestly. He, he does look like a pedophile, but... Um, <laughs> anyways, moving on. Uh, so he leaves. He leaves. And Shazam... You know, he also goes down to his, his kid form and he goes and runs into school. And as he's running into school, Uncle Dudley gets a hold of him and and talks to him a little bit. He gets Billy gets stopped by a teacher who's yelling at him for missing classes, and Uncle Dudley talks her out of it. Apparently he's like some kind of school maintenance guy. That's what it appears to be. But um you know, he Uncle Dudley just go. You know, he gets her away, and he goes. I have to talk to you after school. It's a man-to-man conversation, and the thugs are talking about stuff. They're the the one who set off the bomb at uh, Sinclair Batson's rally is getting a nice fat paycheck, and talking to another Batson. So I would like to read the issue where they all discover that they're related. Obviously, the same last names. So, uh, but Billy he gets school bell rings three thirty. He runs out. He goes to find. Mr. Mr. Dudley, who's complaining of a heart issues, and not he goes around the corner. He turns into Shazam, and runs back to go take him to a hospital. And while he's flying him, Dudley goes, uh, you know, Shazam goes, well, you know, where would you like to go? And and Dudley goes, Saint Vincent's, Billy. Um, he goes, oh wow. He knows who I, he knows who I am. He knows who I am, and he goes. That's why he's always covering for me. And this was the first like solo run from the nineteen sixties. Like, really, he showed up in some stuff. He was in Adventure Comics. They briefly did like a Shazam like solo run that was like very brief. Um, they ran him under a different name, and she, like the gen- he was Marvel Man, and Captain Thunder was the original name actually, and it didn't launch. Um, but yeah, so this is like the first real run it was in. 91 it started and this actually rebooted like the Shazam story okay so the power of Shazam actually like rebooted all of that oh that's cool that's crazy that they were sitting on it but they were probably like we don't want to chance it they a tried a bunch of different ways to bring him back and yeah. just nothing was landing mm. and someone else used the name Captain Marvel and it was like a robot that could take his body apart <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um so there's a there's a there's a big party. It's for that Sinclair Batson, and uh, Billy Billy goes there as Shazam and puts on like a suit, and um, he's talking to some people. He um, dances with a, a lady, uh, Busha Savannah, uh, Sivana, um, and she gets pulled away. But he gets a little nervous. He goes. Um, goes to hide really quick behind a curtain, and he uh, he ends up, I don't know if it's a vision or, or he goes to there, but um, all of a sudden the room gets black, and he, and he just overhears pathetic childish games. And he goes, Shazam, not now. So is this why you accepted my power? This is your idea of important work. And uh, Billy, as Shazam, is... He's uh he's giving it back to him. He goes, "You drag me to the rack of attorney just to lecture me on doing some important doing important work. I've been doing this job on top of keeping up with schoolwork for four years now, and I'm burning out. I'm just some kid, but I've got the responsibilities of an adult and then some." And Shazam, the wizard, goes, "You know, I didn't tell you it would be easy, and he doesn't take this job seriously." And sh- and uh, Billy gives it back to him, 
and Shazam the wizard goes you know insolence and uh, he takes the power of Shazam from Billy and he freaks out and he, he sends it he sends him back to the party uh, where he gets kicked out he gets uh, he gets kicked out of the party by by Sinclair um, and then he sees let's see on the way out there's a letter that's shoved through the door of this ballroom and um, within moments there's another explosion and they're trapped in the building there's fire everywhere and um, Billy can't transform into Shazam because his pow- his powers are gone and that's how the, the comic book ended Boom. really cool it was like um, like I'm glad they went with, they went this route like a almost like a redemption storyline like you kind of remember the first like Thor where he had it he was maybe a little bit arrogant with his abilities but they were taken from him and now you have to see the the man you know the character his character without his abilities which I, which was a nice uh, real nice touch so starting off artwork for ninety five. Uh, it really wasn't that great. I, I won't lie. Usually, I'm pretty generous in the artwork department. It, I mean, it wasn't anything really over the top special. It was it's yeah, kind of so so. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, wasn't anything special, you know. I mean, mid mid nineties, you got you know, Spider Man was like, you know, the artist for Spider Man, like X Men and and Hulk and Avengers. Like the, the the colors, the the visuals popped. This one, it did not. Um, I'm going to give the artwork a six. Action. There was a decent... Actually, there wasn't, really wasn't much. I mean, there was there was some stuff with the you know the first explosion going to save the people, but there was no real fighting um, at all. So that's... I mean, that's going to hurt it a little as well. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to get a five. Or, excuse me, a four. Um, there was literally no action at all. Uh, um Story, story. The story was actually really good. This was a strong point again for this book, um, and I, I like I like it when the people behind the superhero are powerless, and they mm-hmm. have to show they have to show a little bit of moxie, uh, a little bit of courage without their powers. And it, you know, you try to put yourself in that position, like man, you know, if I was, you know, if I was a character like Spider Man, for example, or the Hulk. The Hulk. I mean, we've seen an Infinity War, and they needed them. They needed the Hulk to help probably save the Earth, and and save the get you know the galaxy, the universe. And he couldn't transform, but he still was out there fighting. You know, he still he got the Iron Man suit, uh, the Hulkbuster uniform, and he still went out there and did it, even though he wasn't experienced in it. Um, and it showed character, it showed like guts, and it was actually really cool um, seeing Bruce Banner in that manner. But I mean, it's essentially like that. But the storyline was the story was amazing. I'm gonna give that a ten. Dialogue, really, really good. Uh, another strong point for this for this book. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine uh, for the dialogue. It was uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on, but the dialogue really helped it and helped put the story into perspective. And rereadability, would I give it another go? Yes, 100. percent I'm going to give that a 10, uh, giving it a score of 39 out of 50. Rereadability was fun. I mean, this is a cool way to to start off a, a series of books, especially with that, that ending. You know, what's he going to do? What's going to happen? How is he going to get his Shazam powers back? Because, um, I mean, in the earlier runs, 
um, Shazam died. Yeah. The the original the, the guy who passed on his powers died, um, and he's in this line. Uh, Billy's been Shazam for four years. The wizard still Shazam is still alive, and you know what happens? Uh, how does he get? So I'm 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 actually very much hooked. Thirty nine out of fifty. I think is a great score for um, the power of Shazam number one, March nineteen ninety five. I am doing, so this is the 2019, this is the current run, um, Shazam number three. So before I hop into it, I'll, I'll talk a little bit of Shazam history we didn't talk about. Um, so yes, Billy Batson, Captain Marvel, right, or Shazam. Uh, then we had Mary Marvel, which is his sister, Mary Batson, um, also foster care kid, who she also, that Mary Shazam, female Shazam. Then Freddie Freeman. Now we've seen him a lot in the uh, in the trailer. He always classically had the the crutches as some sort um, multiple sclerosis polio. I don't know if they ever really did. he can't walk. He also is a Shazam kid down the road. Um, super cool. That was the original. There was a 1981 comic or cartoon. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, um, he, and he almost made my classic cartoons. Yeah. Tournament almost did. He was, so he they were in that, and then 2011 came around, and three more kids joined, and they could turn into Captain Thunder all together as one. So all three of them would like Captain Planet to each other, or all six of them. I can't remember all six of them, uh, and then they changed it to where in the end of New 52, all of them got powers, um, and they all became like the Shazam family, and we didn't see them again until now so since 2016 this is like the first we're seeing of this crew um, super cool so it hops into it i'll hop into it you're in this can't like this Candyland central place it's called the Funlands. they're examining um the reason there were seven wizards was there were seven magical lands the earth lands the fun lands the the um monster lands and all this stuff and there's only six of the kids right now and that's one of the things they're trying to figure out is who's our seventh but they, they found their way into these fun lands, and they're currently with King Kid, who is this, like, anime-looking kid who uh, essentially talks about, like, he should have he was should have been one of them, and, like, the council um, uh, made him the ruler of the fun lands, and, like, he's here just to make sure kids get everything they want, and they're all, like, all of the foster kids are there together. So, it's like, Pedro, Danny, Mary, Darla, um, not Danny, Freddie... I'm missing one's name. But anyway, they're all there eating candy with King Kid. And he, King Kid's like like trying to get... It's like, all right, how do I become one of you? Like, tell me what the word is. Uh, and they're all like covering each other's mouths. And Billy's like, well, the magic word doesn't let me share my powers unless I feel like you're my family. Uh, so the guy's like, all right, like, I'll, I'll make... Like, I'll, I'll make you trust me. So he starts sharing his life story. And this is where the artwork literally switches to anime. It's kind of weird. This is the second time they did this. In the <laughs> first book, they had, like, a separate story. Um, so they must have just an art, another artist that's involved. Um, and he talks about how he, like, ran away from his family and fell into this, this magical world where he found his wishing stick that allowed him to, like, wish these fun lands into existence. Uh, and they talk about how there's the game lands, the dark lands... Monsterlands, Wildlands, uh, Wizunderlands, which has the symbol of like Shazam symbol, and then Earthlands. Um, they all have different symbols, which all the kids have on their chests. And the the Monsterlands are currently blocked off because Mr. Mind 
who's like the League of Evil Monsters of Evil Society, who's in Dr. Savannah as his name. Um, so Mr. Mind might be in the movie because Dr. Savannah is actually clo- controlled by Mr. Mind, and he's the villain for the new movie. Um, but anyway, it continues on, and uh, they talk about how they should get back to their parents. And he's like, wait, willingly? You're going to go back to your parents? Uh, and he goes, well, Mary's an adult. She's about to turn 18. Like, she has her college exam. And he goes, wait, she's an adult. And as they leave, um, he has a group of clowns. His tiny evil clowns attack them. Uh, they try to yell at Shazam and nothing, but Billy, Pedro, and the other one, I can't think of his name, all transform into Shazam. Um, it's a pretty like diverse group. They definitely did that on purpose. Like there's an Asian kid and Pedro's Hispanic and Darla's black and then the rest are white, um, but disabilities and uh, everything. So it's kind of cool. But the three boys turn into um, their versions of Shazam. They look awesome. They're like Power Rangers. I love it. They all have different suits and it's so cool. Um, King Kid like calls them all liars and like shoots his wand out and it makes like ribbon candy around them to try to trap them and they fry it uh, and they start fighting King Kid um, and he like flies up and he knocks a roller coaster off but like saves it and tells like the kids like there's an adult here he's like I'm only 15 like stop I'm not an adult Um, and then he gets taken down by King Kid the other two are trying to find their siblings um, because they're taking them to the down below and they fall through a door that actually leads them to the game lands and it's this like it looks like Tron and there's like a Warner Brothers symbol in there like a jitter symbol from the um, Flash TV show and then Freddy and Darla fall through another area and they're in the wildlands where there's these like animal policemen and they're saying how they're going to feed them to the tigers and that's where it ends super cool I love this (laughs) I'm like a big fantasy person so I love this version of Suzanne like the seven wizards of the council each defending a land and, and their powers being so like strongly rooted in magic and their biggest villain being Mr. Mind, which is literally a tiny worm that crawls into people's heads. See, when I just Wikipedia that, um, that cousin of his... Is controlled by Mr. Mind? His alias is Mr. Mind. So he might be controlled by the caterpillar or it might have been a later thing. Um, he leads like the monster's... The evil monsters, or the Monster Society of Evil. Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah, so he... Alias is Mr. Mind, it says right... I'm trying to see if there's like a... Rock of Eternity. With him, he brought Wayne and a deadly bug. So the bug is... Oh, okay. It's a caterpillar that like literally crawls into his head and like... um, like he literally it's called the monster society of evil and they're all from the monster lands and mr mind like leads them uh and he's currently leading dr savannah who like can use magic and he just cut like a doctor's tongue out of his mouth to summon the monsters back and he has an eye that lets him see magic um but he's the main villain dr savannah so i'm hoping mr mind shows up because he's kind of (laughs) weird um but i really like this book i'm gonna so i'm gonna go into the grading art the, the one hurt thing, like the regular artwork is great like really well done incredible but when it cuts over to the manga like I like that style but it's so plain in comparison to the way the rest of the book is drawn it kind of kills it for me so I'm only going to give the art a 7 um, that's okay action 
the fight at the end is so cool. I love their like when they all change into their suits. Um, they all have a different color. It's super cool. Super Power Rangers vibes, which is like one of my favorite things. Um, I'm gonna give the action an eight. Story. Story's a ten. Super well thought out. Um, super cool with I love the lore. Talking about the wizard council, talking about like the past of the different wizards, the different lands that exist, um, and their hunt for the seventh the seventh warrior that's supposed to join them. I think this is really well done. Um, especially like with having taken some time off, it actually hopped right into it. They didn't do like an origin story to reboot it from New 52. They just started off with the whole family together and are really diving into things. And the subway's heavily involved, um, which it's always involved for some reason. It's like the conduit to different worlds. So, um, but I love this story. Dialogue. Dialogue's really well done. Um, they do such a good job at like making them feel like teenagers and kids and like uh, talk, but there was nothing too fancy. I'll give the dialogue a seven. Uh, Would you give story? I'm sorry. Ten. You give it a ten. Okay. And then rereadability, I'll give the rereadability an eight because I'm I'm invested. Um, this I've read all three of the current issues. It's an ongoing series. I'll probably stay caught up with it. Um, like like you said, I've be, I've been a big fan of Shazam, but I haven't been like super invested in his stuff as of late. I've just known about a lot about him, um, loved what I've seen, but never like really like sat down and read a bunch of his books. Um, this has done that for me and I'm, I'm loving it. It's just a ton of fun. He's such a, just a, such a cool design character. Um, especially I love, he's always got the hoodie that he can put up and that's one of my favorite, like the injustice <laughs> did it a lot. Um, just a really cool character, really cool concept, especially like the foster care as part of that as well. Um, but it's so weird, like with the dark past, he's always such like a light character. Too. Right. Um, he has his dark moments, but so good. But yeah, I loved it. Very good. Uh, 40 out of 50 that book so excellent 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 very good day for uh shazam captain marvel books had a fun time reviewing them learning about the character uh that's the most important thing i, I you know even as a host you know, you know the show i don't know everything oh, gosh, and i no. it's a learning experience for myself and hopefully for you know for everyone down the road you know or, or listening that it's a learning experience for you guys too i mean this is yeah I learned so much. Oh, yeah, before I forget, uh, yeah. I was, when I was shopping, I saw Shazam movie license pops. I told you about this earlier. Yeah. They had all of the kids in their their Marvel suits, their Shazam suits. So I'm wondering if, like, they're going to do that in the movie or not. I'm, spoiler alert. I'm That'll kinda, be crazy. I'm kind of hoping they, like, just introduced the family right away. They showed all the kids, like... It is the right crew, but for them to release those figures already just seems like fishy to me. If they it could be a nod, just a nod to the comic books, but Maybe, I think yeah. if they do it in the movie, that would be really, really yeah, cool. I'd be pumped. I'm okay with that. I'm okay Even if it's like an after, a post-credit scene, like I'd be all about it. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, releases, what, did you, what date did you April say? April 5th? I don't... My brain is so caught up because I'm so excited for this in Hellboy that I keep forgetting. It is, yes, the 5th. And then Hellboy's the twelfth. Okay, very good. So um, yeah, we did this. Like we said, we did this one a little bit a week earlier than we originally planned. But what do you nighter head for? So uh, just looking at April, we get Shazam on the fifth, Hellboy on the twelfth, nothing on the nineteenth, and then Endgame. Oh my god, we've got something almost every weekend. Good. This is such a April's going to be like the comic book month. I'm pumped. I just got super excited. It's going to be a good month for us. Broke. I'm. <laughs> oh man, I'm so pumped. <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean we so we got the Shazam episode. We got a week early. Um, next week, Greg gets choice. Greg gets choice. We've been doing the character reviews and we, we've been having a lot of fun with it instead of just randomly buying books. Uh, we've been doing like these special character, yeah. you know, examinations and. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell them? I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this topic. We're gonna be hopping into speaking of families, my favorite family, the greatest comic book of all time, Fantastic Four. Uh, that's how it's built. I love it. I think their their rogues are incredible. Um, but looking at the history of the family, how, where they've come, when they've, I'm hoping to see some different like formations of the Fantastic Four because it hasn't always just been Human Torch thing, Mister no, Fantastic, No, Crystal, She Hulk, um, yeah. Luke Cage, yeah. Spider Man. Like, there's a whole there was a book recently with every single member of the Black Panther. Yes, uh, super cool. So I'm excited to to just look at their history that we had the robot Human Torch. Um, and now we've got uh, Powerhouse and Brainstorm, their kids as well. And then my favorite like Marvel character, Doctor Doom. So I'm super excited to really dive into the Fantastic Four next week. I am week. too. I'm glad like, you brought them up. And I mean, we'll delve into this more last week. But like Fantastic Four were my first, like some of my first favorites. I mean, yeah, I had the Spider-Man and X-Men cartoon. Um, but I was enamored, um, and I actually played an old Fantastic Four video game for the PlayStation, and that brought a lot of, like, family stuff for me, like me, my dad, uh, my uncle, and my cousin, we would get together, PS1, plug in the multi-tab, uh, oh, throwback, I know, right? The old, the old V, um, and we, we'd play, uh, we'd play this game, and I was like, man, I love the Fantastic Four, and, you know, Human Torch, the thing, were some of my favorite characters of all time. But we'll delve more into that next week. Oh, yeah. Um, especially, to I just got, I, at the toy showcase, I now have every um, Fantastic Four figure from the 90s, uh, the 90s, so cool. like, line that they had. Exactly. The original the, ones. The blue package. like Blue package. Uh, you had they the had the one. thing originally, right? I only, no, I had Human, I had regular Human Torch and Invisible Woman. Right. I went and I got this I got Mr. Fantastic, the thing, and the original Human Torch, where if you pushed a button and had flint inside of it, oh. it would actually light. They had to recall it. They stopped producing them. <laughs> they the lighter. Yeah, it's legit lighter. So, But I have it. <laughs> it's awesome. cool. It's still in the box, um, and we'll show it to you. You have Galactus, too, right? I auctioned that off. Oh, you did? I did. My buddy Christian, Our buddy Christian has it, though. I need to get a Galactus and a surfer. Oh, I auctioned off surfer, too, I think. I do remember that. Oh, man. But uh, that does it for us this week, everybody, on the panel discussion. Um, this was a fun one, and as always, we appreciate you listening to us. And, you know, find us on Facebook. I think it's the most interactive way we can be, aside from the podcast. We got tournaments, like, every other week. Uh, you know, poll tournaments, and it's just, you know, sometimes the winners are predictable, but it's cool to see which what which way some people lean. Um, and I'm excited for this tournament you're about to be doing. Uh, Monday. Uh I haven't given it like a cool like March Madness name vibe to it, but it is uh, March Madness style. Sixty four of the um, greatest comic book weapons of all time. Super pumped. S- there's so many, and it, it can be the very basic, you know, a battering. Yes, I had the battering down. Uh, Gambit's bow staff. Um, you know, the Ninja Turtles' various weapons, cap shield, and then it's gonna get some cool stuff like Stormbreaker, Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, Ebony Web Blade. Shooters, Ebony Blade, uh, Lasso of Truth. Do you have a Green Lantern ring on there? Oh, I can. Oh, I can yeah. put it on there. Uh, I, should I do the Infinity Stones, or is that just too OP? The Gauntlet, maybe. 
That might be too OP. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it will be. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. have to hold it back. We might hold the gauntlet off. Maybe hold the gauntlet. But they're like, the Cosmic Cube is something separate in the comic book, yeah. so maybe I can Oh, yeah, the that. Cube is a person. Cubic. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, there's so much. Oh, and I I'm, I have the next one planned. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're stocked. So <laughs> find us on Facebook, man. It's a good time. We post lots of stuff. It's a lot of fun. And we hope you can join us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week for some Fantastic, Fantastic Four uh, discussion. And Greg, uh, close us out. Shazam! <laughs>